this. Here we go. You're listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petersheim. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening once again to the Seek First Student Podcast. Yes, glad and, uh, you're here, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Episode I'm, 17 already. I know, that's crazy. crazy. Train. I was thinking about that, too. This is like, that's 17 weeks. That's 17 weeks we've been doing awesome. this. Awesome. Very, very cool. Blessed to be able to do it. Thank yeah. you all for listening. Um, we were actually just talking about how even some of you who are listening are not students, you're adults. I mean, yes. we're, we're kind of our heartbeat for this was was students, but also parents and, and other, I mean, anybody can listen to it. But anyway, whoever you are, wherever yes. you are, whether you're a kid or you're 90 or anywhere yeah. in between. Just want to start um, some conversations. Yes. And thank you yeah. guys so much for listening. Um, so if you've been listening the last uh, few weeks, uh, we've really been on kind of this uh, apologetic kick yeah. a little bit. And even before that, we were talking about just being witnesses, sharing our faith, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, and so, but... As we've kind of turned to the apologetic side of things, again, apologetic meaning just a, a defense of what you believe, right? right. Uh, a way of explaining, you know, or if you want to use the word arguing, but in, yeah. in the good sense of arguing, <laughs> right. just nice making arguing. points yes. you know, of what you believe. Um, so we've talked about, you know, could God possibly exist? Right. Right. I think we got to a place where we said, yeah, and of course, we we know that we do believe this. So yes. <laughs> I, I, we understand it's a one-sided <laughs> right. conversation. But um, hopefully, you know, we've at least been able to open up that conversation. So, yeah. yeah. And then last week we talked about, okay, if he does exist, what must he be like? If, if there really is a God, what would this God be? And we talked about his eternality and his morality, his goodness, um, his power, his omniscience, his omnipotence, his, his love, yeah. his personality, like all of these things that would just have to be true, right? His Basically his, his all-encompassing perfection right. and holiness um, that would just have to be true of God. And so we really ended last week with this question. The question was, if that God exists, mm-hmm. as I think we could reasonably say, um, we could reasonably argue just through logic that that, that God exists. Right. Um, and if he does, how then could we possibly know him yeah. or relate to him in any way? Because that just, I mean, again, as we ended last week going, this this is who this God would have to be. He's eternal and he's perfect in every way. Uh, then we just simply look at ourselves and go, well, we're not so much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. All of those things, any of those things. um, So can we know him? Right. Can we have a relationship with him? That's where we're at this week. Um, And so this week, we're really going to talk a whole lot about Jesus. Yes. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's going to be a lot about Jesus. Our most favorite person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because let's just cut right to the stage. Jesus is the answer to this. Yes. And we believe as Christians that he, he, obviously, we, we, follow him and we believe in him as our Lord and our Savior. But what we want to just talk about today is just to kind of go, why? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Because again, this is the apologetic side of it, just to go, does it make sense Right. to say that Jesus would be the answer to this? So right. um, as always, Stephanie, you with your copious, <laughs> My notes, copious notes, love it. Um, no, it is great. And and so we were kind of, look, we don't always come into this like having had a whole lot of conversation about it, which is okay. That's just right. the way we We would. just both, yeah, spend time with the, in, with the Lord and the Word yeah. and just read researching and and just seeing where we both shake out and 
really the reason we started this was because of some of our conversations that yeah. we just love having just yeah. just to talk about scripture and to talk about Jesus yeah. and, and just, just to talk about things naturally yeah you know yeah and so, these are things that from time to time we talk about yeah and so we don't rehearse this before we show it to yeah. these microphones it's <laughs> like let's do it but we do both have a lot of notes and yeah. you always have more yeah. than me oh, wow. so yeah. um, especially today I'm gonna let you kind of drive this okay um, I say I'm gonna let you like I'm in charge of this <laughs> I don't mean it that way that's not how I meant it you know what I mean I know what guys, you mean guys yes. we're friends we are good know? friends I don't yes. boss Stephanie around too much yes. and she doesn't boss me around yes but. we are good friends <laughs> anyway, <Yes. laughs> um yeah you 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 lead the conversation okay. i think you have some really great things there and i'm gonna yeah i'll jump in along the way and, and let's just converse we'll talk about it. all right so um after we kind of gave a reasonableness to the existence of god and then last week we talked about um, if God exists, then what m- what must be his attributes? Um, and like Kurt said, we ended with how can we know this God then? Yeah. Um, a lot of people will argue uh, when they when we talk about Christianity, they'll argue and say, you know, I think God is just kind of like up on top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of different paths to God. You know, Buddhism is one and Hinduism is one. And like there's just all of these different paths up the mountain to get yeah. to God. Um, as Christians, we would say absolutely not. <laughs> we can never, ever be good enough, um, smart enough, yeah. uh, rich enough, giving enough to make it up the mountain to God, we can't do enough. And so the only religion out there where God came down to man right. is Christianity. Right. It's the only one. And he came down in a person. Yeah. So our faith is not based on a philosophy, a, an idea, something like it's based on a person. Right. And that person's name is Jesus. And so today, along with the in the uh, apologetics vein, what we want to do is just kind of uh, talk about the reasonableness mm-hmm. <laughs> of Jesus being that God. Yeah. And we kind of ended last week even saying, you know, okay, if if we just stopped last week, we could right. kind of go, okay, well, maybe Islam, right. Judaism, yep. or Christianity. These are the three that this God kind of, I think we could say these three religions would agree. Yeah, right. okay, he is this way. Yeah. But then, as you just said, where Christianity then diverges from the other two yeah. is to say, okay, well, there is a real historical event and person yes. connected to that event that changes everything for us that we believe in now, right right and and the way that we understand and believe that we can get to god and we can know god right comes through that's Jesus. exactly right he was a real man yep. in real history we mm-hmm. can we can check the facts yeah. about this no denying this. no that. denying that and so what we're going to do is we're going to look at a couple of things we're going to look yeah. at um what did jesus say about himself mm-hmm. What did those who know him and those that lived in first century, what did they say about him? And then if we have time today, you know, it might be a part two. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Um, but if we have time today, we're going to talk about the resurrection, which is what would make him God. Like that is the yep. linchpin. Like if there was a man who was saying, hey, I'm going to die, but don't worry, because in three days I'm going to raise myself back up to life. Yep. You would kind of go, OK, I need to listen to what he <laughs> says. Right. Yeah. So, OK, so we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the reasonableness for him being God. So first of all, we're going to talk about what did Jesus say about himself? Now, um, in Mark 14, uh, there is 
this exchange. This is when Jesus has been arrested. Um, the high priest um, is talking to Jesus, and he's saying he, they've arrested Jesus because Jesus was claiming to be God. So they arrested him, and uh, Jesus kind of quiet at first, and he says, you're not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? This is Mark 14, 60 through 64. Mm-hmm. But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest said, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed one? And listen to what Jesus says. I am, said Jesus. That's an answer. There's an answer. And you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds in heaven. Now, this is a reference to Daniel 7, which was explicitly talking about Yahweh, explicitly talking about God. And look at the response, okay? Continuing in Mark 14, um, the response of the high priest, they knew what he was saying because it says the high priest tore his clothes, which was like he was really ticked off, <laughs> right? Why do we need any more witnesses? He asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him as worthy of death. And so right there, Jesus is answering the question and saying, yes, I am the Messiah, the one who has been talked about for thousands of years. I'm that answer. The one that started in Genesis 3, right? Like, I'm the answer to that. He talked, he said that he was equal with the Father. There are several references in John where he talked about he was equal with the Father. There's another, he accepted the worship of men. Yeah. Right? Now, that would be weird if you're not God, right? (laughs) But he accepted the worship of men. Here's what I love. Um, In John's gospel, we find nine, well, eight explicit, but nine, I am statements. And these are the things that Jesus said about himself. So remember, right now we're saying, what did Jesus say about himself? Like, let's let, let's right. let the man speak. What did, he, what did he say? And here's, here's, a, here's the things that he said in John's gospel. I am the bread of life in John six. Like, I'm, I am, I'm what feeds your spirit. Like, right. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. That's kind of a big yep. thing for just a mere human to say. I am the door. And I have to comment on this one. I love this one. This one is when shepherds um, had their sheep and they would put them in a pen. The pen was uh, made out of rock and then it had some like fencing on top, but there was no kind of door. The shepherd himself would lay in front of the door and he yeah. was the door. And anyway, yeah. I love that. Cool. So, okay. He says, so, so then he says, I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. Getting serious now. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, it gets better. Yeah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. With definite articles. Yes. Not a, a way. Right. The way. I am the true vine. Mm-hmm. Another time he says, before Abraham was born, I am. I am. <laughs> that is like, yeah, that there is was, there very was specific. No mistaking to the Jews right. and, and those who heard him and were around him when he talked. He believed himself to be. God. Yes, that's Absolutely. exactly right. Um, I've heard people try to make that case before that Jesus didn't claim to be God. He never, yeah. And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> right. Um, and so yeah. the rest of the New Testament, they follow right along with the, the apostles as they write their letters. Paul, I think Paul and John in particular, they do their best to make it very... John wrote the gospel of right. God, where Jesus makes those nine Yes. Statements. 
Um, and then he writes First John, his letter, but they also the Apostle Paul in, in the book of Colossians, he says, all things were made through him and for him. Yeah. Jesus? Yeah. All things right. made through him. Yes. Through him. Right. And for him. So he is Colossians creator God. Yeah. <laughs> he says, all the fullness of God dwells in Jesus bodily. Mm-hmm. Right. In him, the fullness of God. Right. Right. This is the Apostle Paul teaching the church who Jesus is is um, John chapter 1, you, you reference that, but this yes. is just John commenting, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and like if you talk to like a Jehovah's Witness, they might stop you there. Right. Um, but you would have to keep going and go, well, it says the Word was, was God, God yeah. is God, right? Right. Um, and so, yes, the, the apostles clearly, as they heard Jesus talk about these things, they took it to heart and, and understood him to be saying, I'm God. Right. I am him. And again, even just the simple phrase, I am. Yes. Right? Ego I me. That's the Greek that John would use when he wrote, Jesus was saying, I am. It literally means like the same thing that Yahweh said to Moses, I am. It's a verb. Bush. Yes. It's a verb. It's yes. just, I am, I exist. Right. I eternally am. Right. Before Abraham was, I am. Oh, you know? I love it. And the, and 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 the Jew, the Pharisees, the um, the leaders of the synagogue, all these, they hated Jesus for saying these things. Right. Because um, they did believe he was a lunatic. Like they, they believed that he was blaspheming, that he was calling himself God. That's why he tears his clothes. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love uh, the last one in John, uh, when they came to arrest him mm-hmm. uh, in the garden, he asked who they were looking for. And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And when he said to them, I am he... They fell <laughs> like that. It, it it was issued forth with such power, like not that he yelled at him, but the power of what he yeah. was saying. He is the word and the word created because when creation happened, God spoke. And so God's words yep. come with power. And when he said, I am he, boom. Like they all fell over. Yeah. I would not have continued to arrest that man. <laughs> I would have been like, peace out, guys. Yeah, probably I'm most really... people you go to arrest, they start to make excuses or they, right. I'm not the guy you're looking for. But <laughs> right. like, it's him. Yeah, I'm, I'm he. I'm him. And boom, they, what, they all up? fell back. <laughs> oh my goodness. I yeah. love it. Yes. He claims that he's able to forgive sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims that he's the judge of the world. He claims that he has the power to raise the dead to save people from sins, like these are characteristics of God. Yep. And so he truly believed that he was God. And I love what C.S. Lewis says about him. C.S. Lewis says, listen, he, he believed this. He was a real man in real history. We can check back. Even people who were not believers yeah. document this guy, Jesus of Nazareth, who went around, there were some miracles that he was doing, all these things. He is more well-documented in history than George Washington. Yes, like, that is it, exactly you, right. You're not going to debate that he existed. Right. This was a real guy. Yes, and if he believed that he was God, if he said that he was God, he is either a liar, mm-hmm. a lunatic, mm-hmm. or he's Lord. He's one of those three. You have to do something with Jesus of Nazareth. You can't say he was just a good guy or he was just a good teacher. He was a prophet that lived. He was either a liar, a lunatic, or he is Lord. He was just making it all up, saying I'm God because he wanted power and he wanted authority. Right. That's a liar. Yeah. 
He was a lunatic because maybe he genuinely believed those things, but he just simply wasn't. <laughs> right. Right. That would make him crazy. Right. That's right. Um, That's because right. again, this it's documented that he said all of this. Right. This, there is, there, you cannot make a case that he didn't say the things he said. And right. Teach, teach the things. That's exactly right. Um, or again, yes, the third option. He's actually who he said he was. Yeah. So you have to decide on one of those three. You don't get to go, I like Jesus. I just don't think he's God. Yeah. Well, then you like a liar or a lunatic. That's what you're <laughs> exactly. saying. That, that is what right. you would have to reckon with. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And when we look at what the earliest Christians said about Jesus, this is what Kurt was referencing, that they believed that he was who he said he was. Over and over, they say that he was God in the flesh in Philippians, Colossians, Hebrews, uh, John, uh, that he's Lord, which is the word Yahweh, which is like God. They are saying all throughout Acts, like you can't read Acts and not see that Jesus yeah. is, is Lord. Um, 1 Corinthians, Romans, um, and then Mark, which is likely the first gospel that was written, mm -hmm. uh, starts by quoting Isaiah 40 and applying it to Jesus. And when you read Isaiah 40, it was obviously talking about God. Yeah. And Mark, who wrote his gospel, was, they say, the first one to be written. So closest to when all of these events happened. And many believe by the, um, he was writing it from Peter. Yes, that that's Peter exactly right. Peter was sort of his, here, here's the stories Mark wrote. Yes, it and Peter was one of the three. Like, yep. he was one of the closest. Right there the um, whole time. So good. Um and so, yep. um, yeah, if I can just add, I, I, I was reading a couple Colossians for, uh, before, and I, I want to give a few more points from Colossians that really just go with exactly everything you just said. Yeah. Because um, this is Paul in Colossians. Colossians is really about the, the supremacy of Jesus. That's what the book is about. I love, it's a short little um, epistle. But here, here, so I've already said, Paul taught all things were made through him by him. Um, he was the fullness of God yeah. in bodily form. But here's four other things. Every human being is completed in him. That's mm. Colossians 1, 27 through 29. All wisdom and knowledge are in him. That's Colossians 2, 3. This is what Paul believed. Yeah. All things are under his authority. It's Colossians all powerful. 2, so we've got all knowledge, uh, all Jesus powerful. Jesus said in Matthew 28, I have all authority. Yeah. All authority is given to me. Right. To make disciples, right? Yep. Um, and we see him healing, walking on water, stopping right. storms, raising the dead. Yes. Like that's power. Yeah. Authority. Right. And then number number six, the last thing, Colossians, all sin is forgiven, like you just said, in Christ. That Paul teaches this. Yeah. Right. First um, John two ten teaches this. Uh, or one ten. First John two one through two that. He says, I write these things to you so that you won't sin. But if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, yeah. Jesus Christ, the righteous, that he is the one in him. There's forgiveness of sins, right? right? Which is really our biggest problem here, our yeah, sin problem. Right. That's exactly um, right. So if this God really is who we say he is, mm -hmm. how do we get to know him? How do we have a relationship with him? We can't because we're not perfect and we're sinful. Right. We and cannot we make need, it up the mountain. <laughs> um, we need a mediator. Yeah. Um, this is Hebrews. If I can just read this one. Yeah. Um, from Hebrews chapter 9, he says this. Uh, this is Hebrews 9.15. Sorry, I'm flipping a couple pages here. Um, Hebrews 9.15 says this. For this reason... Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set free from the sins committed under the first covenant. To set them free yeah. from the sins committed under the first covenant. Yeah. So um, that is all to say we need someone to stand in the gap between us and a perfect holy God. Yeah. The writer of Hebrews is saying, 
that's Jesus. Yeah. That's exactly who he is. That's exactly what he came to do. There's no other way to know that God. Right. He's perfect. Yes. He's holy. We can't yeah. get to him. Right. We need somebody. And he yes. calls him a mediator. That just means someone who stands between. Right. Someone who kind of grabs my hand and grabs God's hand and brings them together. Yes. Because now I'm, I'm the one who has fixed this problem, this Love sin, it. sin problem. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Even non-Christians in the first century recognized that Jesus was worshipped as God yeah. by early Christians. Here's here's a quote from... Even if they didn't believe he was God. Yeah. They knew This the guy Christians, was yeah. a Roman magistrate, and yeah. he was a non-Christian, Pliny the Younger, and here's what he said that the Christians were doing. They were in the habit of meeting on a certain fixed day before it was light. When they sang in alternate verses a hymn to Christ as to a God and bound themselves by a solemn oath not to any wicked deeds, but never to commit any fraud, theft, or adultery, never to falsify their word, nor deny a trust when they should be called upon to deliver it up, after which it was their custom to separate and then reassemble to partake of food, but food of an ordinary and an innocent kind. <laughs> so he recognized yeah. that they were worshiping Jesus as a God, yeah. uh, that they didn't just say, well, he was a good guy. Let's just honor him and remember him and memorialize him. Mm -hmm. But they were worshiping him as if he could hear them, yep. as if he was God. Yeah. And then I love that too. Like they would, they would separate and come yeah. back together for meals. Yes. Uh, man, from Christians have always been people that eat together. <laughs> it's just really cool. <laughs> right. um, and we yeah. still do this today. Yes, like, yes and, we and, do. And we are a unique people, are we yeah. not? Like we're, we sing and we eat together and we commit ourselves to following this Jesus. That's right. what we talked about. Yeah. Again, this guy, Pliny, not, he, a, not Christian, a Christian, just nope. a guy who saw these things going on right. by the Christians who was just commenting and going, they're peculiar people. Yeah. They're interesting and they they sing to him they eat together they fellowship um they commit themselves to holiness so again yes uh, clearly <laughs> we, we we have from the testimony of jesus himself right from the testimony of his followers right and from the testimony of people do, who just saw his followers yeah. going at least we can say that they all believed right jesus really is god in the flesh yeah and they worshiped him as such right and the five testimonies of the four gospels and then paul's yep. letters yep. um that were written super close mm -hmm. to the time um that all of these events happened yeah. when you look at history um it, there are events that we believe are true yeah but they were written about 500 years after they actually happened, right, right. you know? And so it, yeah. it is, it's really cool. Um, yeah, the latest book of the New Testament, Revelation, yeah. um, was written towards the end of the first century, 90s uh, right. AD. So that's the furthest away, 60-year gap, right. which is very impressively close. And I think we'll talk more about that in a different yeah, podcast. I know, it's going to be We're going to so get good. into some, just like, why do we believe the scriptures? How can we see them as valid and true when, yeah. we, when we read the Bible? And, and there's this thing called textual criticism yes. that we'll talk about a little bit that just means it's an actual science of looking at historical documents yeah. and understanding the validity of those documents based on how close they were written to the actual right. events, based on number of copies, all that mm -hmm. stuff. The Bible, you will see, far and away exceeds yes. anything in history, not yes. even sort of close. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's impressive yeah. how, how well it's awesome. the Bible is. So, yeah. It's awesome. All right, you are the official timekeeper. Do we have time to talk about the resurrection of Jesus, or do we yeah. need to? We do. Okay. Let's All right, guys, we are going to jump in, because here's the thing. Without the resurrection, mm -hmm. our entire faith is futile. Yep. 
I mean, what did Paul say? Like we should be that pitied. We, we should be pitied. And yes. all men. Yeah. Yes. If this isn't true, every guy's this podcast is a waste yes. of time. Right. If Jesus did not rise from. Yes. The I love what Chad Ragsdale said. He said, "If the resurrection didn't happen, nothing else matters." Yep. But if the resurrection did happen. Nothing else matters in light of the resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the linchpin yep. to Christianity. So let's talk about um, the testimony of the witnesses. So there is there is this um, claim that there was a man yep. who is historically documented who died and who rose from the dead three days later. Now, up until that part, the who rose from the dead three days later, yeah. again, any... Honest historian in history would say that's absolutely true. There yes. was a man, Jesus well documented, of Nazareth, well documented, taught these things, said these right. things, did these things, claimed to have done miracles, at least whatever. Right. And he did die on a Roman cross. Yes. No doubt about that. That's exactly Zero right. Doubt. That is history. Christians, it happened. Christians also claim he rose from the dead. And is alive right now. And is alive to this day and will live forevermore. So that's Amen. where, yeah. <laughs> that so, jazzes me. So, uh, yeah. so as Christians, we, we fully believe this. This is where we have to be like, okay, if we can help people see the truth of this. Right. Because if this is true, everything else must follow. Yes. And remember yeah. what we're doing with apologetics. Yeah. We are not proving beyond a shadow of a doubt. We're proving the reasonableness, the reasonableness of this. Yeah. Of this. And so when you look at the testimony of the witnesses, um, like we talked about just a moment ago, the resurrection is testified by no less than five independent sources. Now in Jewish culture, it took two, right? Yep. Two people saying the same thing that, that it was it was the gospel truth, right? <laughs> right. We got five. We got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Paul, who are writing about the same things. Now, the sources are very early. Um, it says that 1 Corinthians 15 probably dates as early as 10 years after Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and there are no known non-resurrection sources mm -hmm. from first century. So there's no one from first century saying this is absolutely, I can prove that this did not happen because we found this body over here or what, like there right. are no known non-resurrection sources, but there are five. Yep. Okay. The sources are uniform. Now, some people will say, oh, well, they contradict, right? <laughs> right. They have these contradict yeah, these right. statements that may contradict. Um, but I love one of the guys I was listening to. He said, now, listen, if I came home from work and there were, and my three children were all at home and there was a lamp that had been broken and it was on, on the floor and I pulled them all apart and I'm talking to each one of them. Now, if they had the exact same story with the exact same phrasing, the same words. Yes, you would think they have rehearsed this. Like yeah. This is not the truth. Yeah. And so when you look at the gospels and even the contradictions, which the contradictions aren't like the big they're minor. Yeah. They're minor. They're just the minutia, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe who was there at a time yes. or at what angle they saw something That's from exactly right. or how many, whatever. Yes. But they all agree on the big thing. That's exactly yeah. right. And so, so it, it actually adds to the validity of it mm -hmm. that there are some differences uh, in the minutia because you're not going to see everything exactly yeah. exactly. Lee the same. Strobel, who wrote The Case for Christ, yeah. we talked a little about him maybe last week or the week yeah. before, um, who was an investigative journalist. He actually says in that that it is it, it's it's really a rule of investigative journalism, what you were just talking about, that if everybody's every witness's story is so similar. 
right. it actually gives you cause to think it's made up. Right. Because if there are, because what you expect is because they're real people who saw things from their own perspective and remember maybe slight yeah. differences. Right. You're going to expect some little variations here and there because they're human beings who are going to see and remember things slightly exactly. differently. And that actually, like you just said, um, that adds to the, that this is how journalists act, right? When they're yeah. investigating things, they know, man, that, that sounds more valid because this person's actually seeing it from their perspective. They saw it from their perspective. Right. They saw it from their perspective. Yeah. Um, so we would expect that. Yes. Um, the third thing is, uh, as far as the testimony of the witnesses, the sources contain some embarrassing facts. For example, yeah. uh, one of the ones um, is that the women were first to bear testimony about yeah. Jesus' res- resurrection. Now, at, at that time in history, a woman's word meant nothing. Yep. They could not testify for anything. They could not give testimony. And so the fact that you read that the men were scared and holed up in an upper room and it was the women who were mm-hmm. bold and the women who were, who were, um, who were the first to uh, witness this yep. is kind of like in, in first century Jewish culture, mm-hmm. that was like embarrassing. Like if yep. you were making up a story yep. that you wanted to last 2000 some odd years, um, you would not include that, that, that little tidbit. The first person Jesus revealed his Messiahhood to was a woman, not even a yes. Jewish woman, a right. Samaritan woman. Yes. You don't make that up if you are, if this is not actually God's truth. Right. You're going to make up a different version of that story. That's exactly You're going to make right. up, okay, he told it to a, a, a Jewish Pharisee first. Yes. That's who's who gonna, had all kinds of credibility. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, the most important, powerful guy, the high priest probably. Right. Is going to get the news first. Yes. But that's not what happened. Nope. And it's a Samaritan woman. And yeah. then it's women who go and share the gospel first yes. every time, um, everywhere they go. Yeah. It is. It is absolute. It would be ridiculous if Peter and John and Paul made this up yeah. for them to use women that way. Yes. It would be absolutely ridiculous. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. The testimony of the empty tomb. If we were making up a story um, about an empty, a tomb was empty, one of the things that we probably would not do is give you the exact address of that tomb. Right. Yeah, it would Joseph be a very of, of Arimathea. Place. Yeah, it would be like there was this tomb. It right. was in this rock. We don't want you investigating. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's but exactly they good. gave the exact place yep. of where it is. So like, check it. You can go look at it. Yes, check it. That's exactly Which right. Is one of my dreams, by the way. What? Before I die, to go actually go see the empty tomb. Oh, see the tomb of Jesus. Oh man. Oh man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Goosebumps. People have been there. Yeah. I want to go. So bad. <laughs> I want to go. Some people want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> right. I really do. Yes. No, so we're starting a crowdfund. <laughs> <laughs> Send Kurt to Jerusalem. Uh, I get goosebumps. Anyway, <laughs> That's awesome. Stand on the hill where he died. Oh man. Go to these places. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. I know we're gonna go to heaven. We're gonna. It's, it's like, all gonna be great. But it is. It's all gonna be great. <laughs> like heaven. That's another podcast we need to talk about. We <laughs> yeah. need to talk about heaven, people, because that go. is that. Talk about get me jazz. That is fantastic. All right. <laughs> listen. The other. So that was the testimony of the witnesses. Now listen. Mm-hmm. We've got the testimony of the transformation mm-hmm. of these disciples. Yep. Right. Um. <laughs> going into this thing, we have no evidence that the disciples had even. A, a clue any real knowledge well that the messiah that they had thought was going to come and mm-hmm. conquer and raise israel up right. king david blah 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 they didn't even have a context for the fact yeah. that their messiah would be shamefully mm-hmm. killed on a by the roman embarrassingly yes yeah killed and then resurrect yeah. 3 days later like they didn't even have con- it, First century Jews, like that didn't even cross their brains, right? right? That was not something. Um, 
And so they were terrified. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like they were like, yeah. this was not part of the plan, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they were terrified. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're not terrified. They are bold. Yeah. And they are going out and they are talking about Jesus. Now, I, I don't know. Did they just like hold themselves up in this upper room and go, okay, guys, get yourselves together. Yeah. Like, let's like get, this out. Yeah. get it together. We're going to make up this thing and it's going to be yeah. awesome and we're going to change the world with this. Did, okay. So Peter is my, like Peter and Paul both. I mean, you just want to talk about individual transformation stories. But yes. Peter, I'll, I'll just take Peter, did a guy who was an uneducated fisherman, mm-hmm. a bit of a racist, Mm-hmm. A a hothead, but also quite insecure. If you kind of do a profile oh, yeah. of him throughout the Gospels, yeah. the dude's insecure. He is afraid. He runs for his life. He confesses, deconfesses Jesus to a times. little teenage girl to, to girls. Yeah, <laughs> right. Before he, like this dude is a honestly, he's an insecure, racist, uneducated coward. Yes. Did that guy, just by his own willpower, over the course of two weeks, decide? You know what? I'm gonna go to my death and tell people that Jesus, who is still dead, and I know he is, that he raised from the dead under threat of imprisonment, stoning, and death, and and actually, like, did that guy just work up his own courage, change himself completely, get a whole new personality, (laughs) stop being racist against uh, Gentiles and Samaritans? I don't think so. No. Something (laughs) else happened. Yes, (laughs) there had to be a real historical event, namely the resurrection of Jesus, whom he saw, knew was crucified and buried. There had to be a real event that changed his life and would cause him to open up his letter, 1 Peter, and go, we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Yeah. That's that's how he started. That's exactly right. Because that changed his life. I love it. And listen... There really was no motivation for these people to make this junk up, right? (laughs) There was no, they didn't get rich. They didn't get powerful. (laughs) Their lives got harder. Yes. Yeah. They didn't get famous like in the good sense, (laughs) right? They were all martyred. They had nothing to gain worldly. They had nothing to gain worldly. That's exactly right. Now, listen, we know that many people die for lies all the time. Yeah. But do they die knowing it's a lie, mm-hmm. right? When, when, when um, martyrs of other religions give themselves up to die for their religion, they think it's yeah. true. They genuinely believe they're yes, getting something. That is exactly right. So these guys, if they were just trying to po- propagate this false narrative, why would they go to their death <laughs> like doing it? Why were they like, oh, guys, you know what? We were just kidding. Like we were just that we made all that business up. So I'm going to go go live my life and be yeah, free. And to that point, like if, if you just want to use um, the religion of Islam, so right. they might die for the, what they think they will inherit in, yes. in their version of heaven. Right. But again, they're not dying for what they believed was a historical, factual event. They're dying for the hope of something that right. may happen. Right. But you could say Christians are different in that, again, Peter and John, and they were dying for a real person yes. that they knew and saw and ate breakfast with and right. touched and hugged after he had died and risen again. Yes. That they were dying for a real historical person That's and exactly event that happened. Right. right. It wasn't like some uh, hearsay or, or, or speculation of what may come. That's exactly right. Right. Because like you said, yeah, people have died all throughout history for different things that they think may be true based on the afterlife. Right. Um, but these guys were dying for something that happened in this life. Yeah. And happened in this world. Yeah. And then we've got the testimony of the church. 
Yeah. So we have the testimony of the witnesses. We have the testimony of the change in the disciples. Mm-hmm. And then we have the testimony of the church. Um, look, all of a sudden, for thousands of years, Saturday had been the day of worship. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now Sunday's the day. <laughs> like all of a sudden, with Christian Jews started worshiping on Sunday mm-hmm. instead of Saturday. There must have been an important event. <laughs> Changed thousands of years of tradition. Yes. On a dime like that. That's exactly no right. For no reason. Yes. Um, and then the continued existence of the church today mm-hmm. makes no sense yeah. without the resurrection. It was so funny. I, 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 I'm digging uh, the Chad, oh, sorry, Chad Ragsdale um, apologetics thing. And mm-hmm. here's what he said. He said, okay, guys. If you walked out into your, like your square, okay, uh, of your city, and you saw a guy holding a sign that says, um, Elvis isn't dead, he's alive, <laughs> yeah. you would go, oh, bless his heart, like bless him. If the next day you walked out and you saw five people holding that sign, you would be like, oh, well, maybe it's a convention of crazy, like, <laughs> like it's happening right These in our people town. people are all weird. <laughs> That's exactly right, five people. The next day there's 50 you think, oh my goodness, my town is hosting all the crazy. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The next day there's 500. The next day there's 5,000. The next day there's 50,000. At what point do you pause to go, maybe <laughs> <laughs> there is something to this, right? Yeah, At right. what point? So you've got a movement of faith mm-hmm. that continues over thousands, 2,000 years plus, right? Right all over the world with people who are radically changed by this understanding, Mm -hmm. you have to go, there's got to be something to this. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah. So, um, I think we're at a good stopping point. Yes. I think we're at a good stopping point. Mm -hmm. Um, just to kind of a quick summary of what we just all talked about. So kind of part one was, if this God is real that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, if it's reasonable to believe he's real and he's like the God that we described last week, how would we know him? Well, we would have to have a mediator. We right. would have to have God himself help us to know him. Yes. And the way that Christians would say and understand that God has helped us to know him is not just helping us, but coming here right. as Christ Jesus in bodily form to live a perfect life, right? to die a sinner's death, but then part two was to raise to life, come back to life as defeating sin and death, which we deserve for our sins, right. separating us from God. right? And now we can know him because of all the work in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. And if his resurrection is true, then he is everything he said he was. Yes. He is the one who can stand in the gap for us. He is the mediator. Uh, he is our, our atoning sacrifice, if you want to use a, a bigger churchy word, yeah. but he's the one who died to pay the price for our sins, and he's the one who came back to life for our eternal salvation if we will just simply believe in him. Yeah. Um, this is the message of the New Testament, and mm-hmm. this is what it means to be a witness, is that we we have and we believe this message. We've seen it and experienced it for ourselves, the, the resurrection of Jesus as seen in the scriptures, um, and then we just testify to that fact. Right, right, right. Um, I had someone ask me not too long ago, what is the difference between is there a difference between Christianity and every religion in the world? Because in, in his mind, the answer was no. They're all the same. Religion right. is all the same. We're all trying to and get he just God. asked me that, just kind yeah. of flat out, and I just said, you know, it's it's grace. The difference is yeah. grace that Christianity is separate from every religion because every religion would say, even the ones who would say, yeah, there's a God and that he's this kind of God, even Judaism and Islam and in, in every other religion in the world, they would say, 
and and you have to earn or some kind of do some kind of work, right. do some kind of task, yeah. whatever, to work to get to this God mm-hmm. to know Him. Right. And Christianity just simply is honest enough to say, no, you can't. You can't. There's nothing you can do to right. get to Him. <laughs> right. But He came to us. Yes. And He died for us. Yeah. And He rose again. Yes. Um. And and we have life in His name. Yeah. So the question is, what to do with Jesus? What are you gonna do with Jesus? Right. You ha- you ha- once you hear these things who do you say i am yes what he asks his disciples he's a liar he's a lunatic or he's lord yeah and the conclusion to which you come uh changes everything yeah we believe he's lord yes we do Um, so can i just let's just end this podcast today this way um maybe you're listening and you don't know jesus as lord Mm. um and i want to i want to invite you right now just to um well to believe in his in in his name in the name of Jesus Christ yes. the one that we've been talking about and maybe even right now as you listen look I can't do it for you Stephanie we can't do it for you right. but um, we just want to ask you you can even right where you're at go to God in prayer confess your sins to him believe that Jesus is Lord believe that he raised from the dead and you scripture says you will be saved yeah. go read um, maybe read through the book of Colossians or Galatians yeah. or Romans uh, read one of the gospels Matthew Mark Luke or John please uh, my, my email is on the end of this email me if I can talk with you any more about that yeah um, and we want you to know Jesus and to know like like you quoted John 14 6 yeah I am the way the truth and the life that's him right no man comes he's to the father except by me except by me he's yeah. the only answer he's the only one to know this God so Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we love y'all. We appreciate yes. just being able to do this and, Absolutely. and um, share, you know, at least some some knowledge and, <laughs> and, and a lot of what God's word says about yeah. who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Yeah. So we love y'all. As always, seek, seek first, first the, the kingdom, kingdom of, of God. God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.